0: Welcome back to Artists on Artists on Artists on Artists. Boy, do we have a panel for you today! The industry's
1: screenwriting expert. Panel of new voices in Hollywood. The
2: costumes are
0: a
3: character.
2: Fuck Mary kill. Wide shot, two shot, close up.
3: This is artist on Artists
2: on artist. on Artists. Do you
3: know why they call it show business? I always wondered that.
0: And welcome back to another episode of Artists on Artists on Artists on Artists, the Roundtable Discussion Podcast where Hollywood talks shop and you listen. Now, we have a very special treat for you today. We've assembled an all-star panel of the industry's most acclaimed dramatic actors. That's right, we've assembled the best and the best all in one room to talk to each other about the craft, their acting process, and of course, whether or not to go method. And as always, we've snuck a couple questions of our own into the fishbowl on the table, so look out for those. We are so excited for you to hear their conversation. Let's meet those actors now.
1: Hey, what's up? I'm Jedediah Thompson. Um, I recently was just in a movie called Spoon It.
3: Hello. My name is Jared Heath. I have played the upcoming superhero, The Mixer. Hey, y'all.
4: I'm Lawlin. I play Sergeant Mome in World War IV, um, a recreation of World War II in the eyes of the future. So excited
2: to be here. Hi, y'all. How's it going? My name is Cody Jeffrey Reese, and I am an actor. I am recently in The Execution of a Poor Bastard, which you guys can check out uh, on Video On Demand right now.
3: Yes, well, uh, why don't we start with a question from the fishbowl? When you're preparing for a role, what is the first step you take?
1: Well, that's uh, a great question. Um, you know, as, uh, you know, more of a dramatic actor, what I really like to do is just kind of feast on the role. And by that, it's kind of like my methodology of like you feast it in. You sit down and you eat up the script as much as you can. I mean, I'll sit there for hours and days. Uh, Without food and just kind of like eating and eating and eating the words.
3: Right. That's very interesting, Jebediah, because I uh, typically do the exact opposite. You know, the mixer, he's messed up. He's messed up in the head. And so often I when I receive the script, I will eat nothing but raw meat and egg for weeks on end. It, lock myself in a dark room into a closet and get really messed up. Get so messed up in the head.
2: That's great, yeah. You know, I, I'm i kind of the opposite. You know, I, I personally believe that, you know, method acting for me takes me farther away from the character. If I get so into my head, I don't get into the body. So for me, I actually don't meet my character until I'm on screen. You know, I, I don't know. I kind of uh, hear rumors about him. Kind of I tell, I let people tell me about him and I see kind of what he wears. But I really don't think about it until it starts rolling.
1: So you're not necessarily memorizing until you show up or, or what do you.
2: No, I'm not memorizing. And the cool thing about execution of a poor bastard, bastard, um, execution of a poor bastard. Sorry, when we were doing execution, it was really interesting because a lot of those lines, you know, I would go for it and people would stop and they would say that wasn't it. You know, that you didn't get any of the words. So it so okay.
3: sounds like you were sort of guessing every time you had a line.
2: You can say that, but I, I call it channeling because the whole thing about it is you can tell me what I did wrong and let's hope some of it gets in there. But I'm, I'm connected to the collective unconscious and, and we'll see if we can go. Mm. And I think most of the time we did. And I would I'd like to praise our editors. You know, every editor I've worked with has been incredible the way that they kind of shape my performance. i I, I give it up to the editors. Yeah, I,
3: I did notice that in some of your, your films, and especially in Execution of a Poor Bastard, where yeah. they would cut back and forth almost on every word to a reaction shot of the other person so that they could sort of piece together a sentence you were saying. And I found that very impressive.
2: Yeah, it was pretty amazing. And, and I got to give it up to my actress uh, scene partner, who's in most of those scenes uh you know uh Jessica Winfer is so talented and amazing at uh, what she does and her face I mean you could just watch a whole movie of her face and that's kind of what that movie turned out to be in a bit of a way it I worked with Jessica
4: I worked with Jessica once on... oh you know Jessica yes I worked with her on the uh, reimagining of Pride and Prejudice a couple of years
2: ago oh she's so great isn't she great she's
4: she's good she's she's it's like I love an actor that just is is process thick you know um, she's
2: process thick. I mean, she's absolutely yeah, she's very
3: process thick. very
2: Process thick. She's got the thickest process I've ever worked with, I'll tell you that much.
4: And I have a thick process, but that, that woman has a thick process.
1: Well, Lalin, can we jump in? Can we jump into your process? I've been, you know, this is actually the process I've been itching because I've heard so many things about it. You know, you read the tabloids, you're not sure what's true.
4: Oh, thank you so much. Um, I'll say... Uh, I I start out by traveling. I, I, I always travel um, for my projects. Um, and when I say I travel, I don't really go someplace where the movie is set. I really just, I travel. I get out. I am um, different than you, Cody. I, I I am method and I get into the role and then I board a plane. And then I see where is this person going and how do I react to the world around me?
3: Well, oftentimes, well, if, if the tabloids are correct, you don't fully make it on the plane because you are escorted off for bad behavior. And I was wondering if that was a, a part of the process as well.
4: Sure, sure. Well, the process is getting to the airport like a hospital, like a fetus, and starting birth. And then if that is boarding a plane it's one thing. If it's sneaking onto a plane without a ticket, that's another thing. I mean, I, I play different roles. I think we have a table here of a bunch of people who've played different roles. I've played yeah. robbers. I've played uh, heroes. I've played villains. And a villain doesn't board a plane the way a hero boards a plane, you know? So if I have to get bad press for it, I don't think that's Lolin's bad press. I think that's the movie, the character's bad press. So
1: I guess the tabloids are 100% correct in that sense. They sure, were...
4: but I'm not Lolin. Like, I, at Lolin, if you, do, I'm very different than my roles. I'm a very simple man, live in a simple cottage. But once I get to the roles, I will break the law if it's that role. You know what I mean? So
1: actually, yeah, that's what I was wondering because I know one of your most legendary roles is um, the plane hijacker. And the tabloids that came out of this role were insane. You kept on trying to board a plane and, and hijack it within the first two minutes.
4: I'm I'm not going to get in there, play plane hijacker, and never hijack a plane before. I'm sorry, it's just it's just how I am, and th- th- right. It's, um, no, that's right. That's why I so never take roles right. that 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 are fathers because I don't have a kid. I won't do it. I won't do it. I believe in honesty acting, and I'm going to hijack that plane if it's in the script. And that's what was so interesting about World War Four because I couldn't physically get back to World War Two for all creation of World War Four. Um, so I had to I had to get creative.
1: What did you do? So
3: did you kill? I
4: I um I got I I I bought a gun range in Montana. um, Bought a whole gun range. I bought a whole gun range. Um. And I just got a couple. Uh, I went on the actors' access. Uh, I heard that you can do non-union work, and I got a bunch of people to agree to a World War II reenactment. Um, and uh,
3: so, were these uh, loaded guns, were these real? Were these practical, as they say?
4: Legally, I'm not allowed to say right now. Um, I'm in the middle of a bit of a, a bit of a criminal law case. Yes.
3: I was wondering about that because I heard about all of your your elder fraud, your telemarketing elder fraud and I didn't see any movies that sort of correlated to that. So was that your own thing or was is there something coming out? Well,
0: as actors we have hobbies. Correct?
1: And your hobby is, <laughs> yes. is scamming yes. older people?
4: No, no, no. And yes. It's it's that it's that
3: so yes. Yes, it's is the no, no,
4: no, no. So you're doing that no, for fun. No. no 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 no. But a little and yes. Okay. It's it's that I don't like the scam part. I like talking to the older people. This is when I'm role between roll and I'm actually interested in everyone here, like what you do in between roles to just wind down.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I I mean I I, I love resting, you know, I got a big I got a big farm and uh I like to have my family over. I got a big old family. I got, I got eight brothers. I got three sisters and, uh, actually got, you know, a mom, a stepdad, a stepmom and a, and, and a dad.
3: So you were raised on a farm.
2: I was raised on a farm. Yeah. I was raised on a farm out in uh, Nebraska. How did you um,
3: get uh, from that to Hollywood? Were you scouted? Did someone find you?
2: Well, I was actually in the background of a movie. Uh, You might have heard of it when I was a kid. I was in a movie called Field of Dreams. And uh, that
4: was a pretty popular movie. Yeah,
2: and and I was kind of this kid, you know, if you look in one of the scenes, you know, all the baseball players are coming in and out of the field. If you look in one of the scenes, there's a, a little kid with some dip in his mouth hiding in the corn stalks. And I was just playing hide and seek on the other side of the farm. And all of a sudden, I've been told that I'm in a movie. And Kevin Costner comes over. He says, hey, kid, who are you? And I said, hey, you know, my name is Cody Jeffrey Reese. And, and he said, oh, it's nice to meet you. I'd like to be your mentor. And I was like, sir, I'm playing hide and seek. And the more you talk to me, the more I'm visible. You know, <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know who I was talking to. I didn't know. <laughs> I had no clue. I, I didn't know. So... Then all of a sudden, you know, he has my home phone. He starts calling me all the time, telling me to come out to L.A. My parents were a little confused. They're a little freaked out. They said, Kevin Costner's being a little aggressive with our child. He just really believed in me. And I went out there, stayed with him for uh, a summer, and he treated me like a son. He treated me like a son was really kind, and he kind of opened a lot of doors for me.
3: Now, did you I, ever get back to your family, or did you sort of kid I did me? not.
2: Summer turned into 15 years, and then I was 30 years old. It was a really kind of a whirlwind.
3: Well, isn't that how it all starts, you know? It's weird?
2: interesting. It's interesting. You know, and looking back, I wouldn't change a thing. I wouldn't no. change a thing, because I'm happy where I am. Of course and- not
3: dead bodies no. and all i wouldn't change a thing either
2: no would anyone here change a thing
3: absolutely not absolutely not you you start getting these mentorships by it's a simple landline phone call you know mm. and mine just so happened to be with a snake and i went into the snake cave you know what i learned from him and i learned how to slither around how to poison metaphorically of course for him it was quite literal he
2: was biting probably really um, lent itself to when you were in that biopic about the snake from uh, adam and eve
4: right
1: right. and what because a phenomenal what movie Can what I just a tour <laughs> de
4: force <laughs> a tour de
3: force to pause to norse it was incredible because you know everyone always focuses on adam and eve they're the superheroes but nobody ever thinks about the snake the anti-hero I think I see things just a little differently than everyone else. I'm a little, a little screwy. Speaking of
4: screwy, you guys ever sleep with anybody on set?
2: Oh, we what? talk about that, okay. are we? Are we talking about that? Oh,
4: we're getting... it's a table of world class actors. I have to ask.
1: Um, before we move on to that, just really quick, I would change. I would change some things about my past. My my family died uh, a hit and run accident when we were going to one of my acting classes. So.
2: Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Kind of
1: push me. That's why I have. To. But let's talk about who he's sleeping with. That's really fun, actually. I really want like this. <laughs> I take it back. Wanna... Let's go back before. No, let's I do say it. That. I love it. No, we can, we can
3: do. Jeff and Dio, We should dive into that.
1: No, I. I, I just wanted. To that sounds very it. I mean, traumatic. Feel like everybody was having an opinion on it. I just want to add my two cents. You know, the other side. The other side. I mean,
2: if you want to talk about it, that sounds like it would really influence your career. You know, on your way it to the did. acting class. Yeah, it did. I mean, you're going to do what you love, and then you know, it kind of killed your family. So. Is that that's not something you wanna talk about?
1: Um I'm not i I'm not super done with processing it. Um All right, all right. But So if it
3: sounds correct, if it sounds what I'm hearing from this is that there's a part of you that's a little sick who kinda liked it.
1: Jared, Jared, hey, I think we gotta let him. You know, no, no, no. no. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Aren't you a little
3: sick? Isn't that kind of the darkness?
2: Hey, you know, All you freaking method actors obsessed with the darkness, I, it's hard for me to be around. Like, let's chill a little bit with him.
1: How's that sound, okay?
4: Do you think you would be an actor today if your family didn't die on the way to the acting studio?
1: Well, I think, you know, out of a lot of the loneliness, disparity, and and sadness, I had to kind of, you know, hide that pain and, and fill it with something. And I filled it with um, sitcom acting classes at Leslie Kahn. Oh, and, good, good. Yeah, I love yeah. her. But to get to her
4: studio, it's a windy road.
1: Yeah, no, it definitely is.
4: So I understand. I stopped going there because I was like, I, it's just too dangerous to get up there.
1: No, yeah, it definitely, it definitely is.
3: And Lalin, you have a, a history of hit and runs yourself. I mean, uh, all playing all those characters in that in the hit and run trilogy. I mean, yeah, the, the amount hit and run of- trilogy,
1: insane. It, it, what a crazy movie concept too! And I watched that literally weeks after my family died in that hit and run accident.
4: I hope it brought you some closure.
1: It did not. It did not at all. Oh. The the hit and run person gets away and wins.
4: Well, I, I remember when they brought win. my sc- the, when my agent brought me the script. He said, "There's no way you're doing this. There's no there's no arc. You hit the car, and you leave. You hit the people, and you're gone."
1: And it's crazy to me that they made a trilogy out of it. It was kind of like the Hangover series where it's just the same first movie but in a foreign location every time.
3: I personally thought Hit and Run Japan was quite interesting. I mean, it was shot for shot the same movie but all of a sudden we're in Tokyo and I think that's quite cool.
2: I was I was a huge fan of Hit and Run uh, Borneo because there's only like one car and it it, it was so interesting because it kind of turned it on its head where you knew you needed to hit this car but you couldn't find it. And so it was this kind of jungle search where you needed to find this one car that the president drives. The stakes were higher. I thought it was interesting. I watched it with my kids and my family. My aunt, my Aunt Nan, my Aunt Nan loved it. She, she got a T-shirt. She, and I remember, I think I texted you. I said, hey, my, I, I texted you a photo of my Aunt Nan holding the T-shirt oh, right over her chest. You yes. Know, being like, hey.
1: The famous,
4: um, where'd he go?
1: t-shirt go? yeah yeah your face on. yeah I watched that movie alone yeah anyway so who, who everybody slept with, with?
3: <laughs>
2: oh sleeping you know I, I think it's a responsibility of the above the line members of any production you know actors writers directors producers I think it's a responsibility for them to have sex with at least one below the line person for <laughs> equality <laughs>
3: It's quite charitable, I think. It's uh, I think, yeah, gives it's, meaning we to we their lonely lives. You know, they put
2: so much work in, and they work so hard. Gaffers, best boys, foley artists, key grips. You know, even just the regular grips, not even the keys. Not even the best boys, the normal boys. I mean, I'm, I'm having sex with anybody who is interested mm. because they put so much work we in. All,
1: we all agree with that, right? We're all on board with that.
3: <laughs> I admire that very much. I slept with a woman named Cassidy James, and...
1: (laughs) And continue?
3: She was on the first set I ever worked on, and every set, henceforth, I call her back, I say, Cassidy, I'm working on a movie, and then she comes over and she sleeps with me. Okay. Anyway, I'm kind of a dog. I'm a little messed up.
1: You are a dog.
3: Who else about? What's everybody's little black book full of? Well,
1: you know, I find it really interesting for myself. Something I and I and I've never really spoken this, put this into words, but something about the deep devastation I carry really attracts a lot of people. So um, there's something about once the camera starts rolling and I start going, I don't want this to sound cocky or, or conceited, but everybody just wants to start fucking me, director crew you know even producers even editors when they're editing it I'll get weird calls in the night going like hey you up Lo- love this new cut got something to show you and it's dick pick boob pick that's whatever. very
3: interesting Jebediah when your real life wife died in that fireball accident uh, did that do anything for your love life
1: well it crushed she was me. pregnant right mhm she was pregnant and what happened With was twins. she was she was, and I caught her drinking Fireball whiskey. And I said, "This is a bad idea." And she said, "You think this is a bad idea? Watch this. dumps Fireball all over herself, lights her herself on fire."
2: Did you think to stop her at any point? Did I you tr- think to st- to grab the bottle out of her hand, or you know, her stop the matches? Or- I,
1: you know, some people uh, freeze up at moments. Um, there is a moment when trauma comes back and you realize you're powerless in a situation and you're just a little boy sitting in front of Leslie Khan studios wondering where your family is
3: so you did nothing.
1: yeah I um I tried mentally to overcome it but it was just watching somebody screaming for you know 45 to to an hour
2: she was alive and on fire for 45 minutes to an hour Mm -hmm. you didn't stop her whiskey does
1: not burn hot and it doesn't it burns long. So, know. you know, know. after I that, think, that I was crazy that. to have people kind of wanting to have sex with me. Um I've got a question from the fishbowl if anybody else before we move on, does anybody else want to tell talk about who they're fucking?
2: I fuck Scar Great. <laughs> once a year. Um, Ska
1: Robinson. The baseball player.
4: Skarjo Raw player. once a year. Cool. A nasty pitch Scar has.
2: Yeah. Wow. One nasty pitch. With and, like and
4: talk bosses. about
3: talk about bad person. He is in jail for, you know, pushing that family off a bridge. And I I, I know you seem to be attracted to that uh, as a criminal, a wanted criminal yourself.
4: Ah, it's my characters, not Lolan.
1: Jared, oh, you're sweating jail. a lot. Are you all right?
3: Yeah.
1: No, okay, I'm just... just...
3: Look, I, I sweat when I'm, I'm feeling in character and I'm, I'm feeling a little bit of the Mixer come out, hearing about how fucked up you all are.
2: Oh, God. Oh, great. So your character's coming out in the middle of this You might not be
3: talking to Jared anymore. You're talking to the Mixer. He's so screwy. I got a question for the
4: Mixer and everyone Good. here. What's the most fucked up thing you've ever done on set?
2: Let's hear from the Mixer first.
3: Well, uh, the mixer—the mixer isn't on set. The mixer is just living his real life. If that makes any sense. Mm. Jared is on set. I can tell you something fucked up. Jared has done. He'll put ketchup packets on the toilet, so when all the crew people sit down, it, ketchup explodes. <laughs> but in terms of the mixer, the mixer's messed up. He'll go into scenes. He'll, he'll, <laughs> he'll, re- he'll, he'll twist all the knobs on the lights so that they fall down, and it's <laughs> chaos. He'll go into girls' rooms and steal their underwear.
1: So this He'll isn't you, Jared? This is, <laughs> this is the mixer on set.
2: No, this is an exciting... <laughs> this is actually a really exciting opportunity because I've been wanting to talk to somebody who's in character because, as you all know, I'm pretty anti-method. So let's talk about it, the mixer. Let's chat. The mixer, um, what's your favorite candy?
3: My favorite candy
2: is Salt. Okay, The Mixer, where do you want to go on vacation?
3: My vacation? Hell! Hell! Below the earth, hell!
2: Okay, okay. Hey, The Mixer, what was your mom and dad like?
3: Dad. Hey, pick a card. Any card.
2: Okay, I'll pick this card. Oh, it's the eight of spades.
3: Wrong. Knife! You've been Mixer! You've just been Mixer! Cody, i mean, to that pain.
1: I, I, I want to help. I all fucking help me! I'm the help. Hero. I, I, I,
3: Fuck. I need a fucking band I
1: want to help. help. Jebediah,
3: stay back. Stay back and let the blood pour from
2: his little hands. I got a fucking band aid. I'm fine. It's, don't fucking stab me again, Jared. Okay? I Ooh. guess I egged you on. Yeah, welcome back. I'm back. Welcome <laughs> back.
3: back. I'm back. I'm back. Now, what are you talking about with the stabbing?
2: Don't do that shit. Don't do you that know, shit.
3: No, when I'm in character, I don't remember anything. It's like a blackout.
2: Don't do that shit, that man. That is why I love acting
4: so much. Look at that moment that just happened.
1: You know, funny story, uh, I actually did watch one of my cousins get mauled to death by a pack of wolves. Of course you did. I'm sorry to hear that, though.
4: That I'm sense. really you sorry that. to hear that. You did that Broadway play wolf maul
1: yeah right after that i was cast in a broadway play completely coincidentally called wolf maul Um,
3: i was always wondering if wolf Mole was a metaphor for being mauled by a wolf
1: but it it wasn't it wasn't it was literally a play about being mauled to death by a wolf um well here's a question from the fishbowl uh that i thought was really interesting um you know we all come from such big uh places in our life now but what is the essential purpose of our art what is the essential purpose of being a dramatic actor Um, and what does it offer to the world I thought this was really interesting and I wanted to uh, get everybody's opinion on this I think it's to
4: connect Um, and that's what I aimed to do in World War 4 where it's like you just there's there's so much discourse about world war Two, and it's bringing together the missing pieces and the parts using stories and using
1: words just a quick i don't know if there's much you know debate or discourse about world war Two. there's more just you know understanding the history of it i don't know if there's much disagreement in, in <clears throat> world war Two.
4: no at the time
3: Right, Can everyone was movie... talking about World War II uh, yeah. while World War II was happening. I think you're very right about that. Talking
4: about it. And it's bringing those conversations back up and healing
2: it. Can I ask why your movie is called World War Four if it's just about World War II?
4: It's reimagining World War II in a futuristic new context. So it's like you're learning things about the past and you're not even, it's not a retelling. It is a reconstruction.
3: I did notice the movie was uh, <clears throat> very accurate to World War II, very much felt like World War II, except everything was in chrome, and I thought that said a lot about society.
4: Yes, and it gets you to break down your barriers of what the past was, and it gets you to go, where, where is my understanding of what happened and what will happen, and where are we?
3: Seeing Hitler in, in robot form really made me realize, you know, Maybe this guy is not such a good guy. And I thought that this movie was very educational for me.
1: That was, this was the movie that made you realize Hitler was not a good guy? Mm, Well, Well, I
3: just never really thought about it before. And this movie said, hey, wake up. Wake up, Jared. This is who Hitler was. And I, I, I'm shocked. I'm shocked we are not talking about it more.
2: Mm. Yes. Mm -hmm. I don't know what our service is, man. I don't know what we're doing here. I oh, No, Cody, I,
3: you're having an existential no, crisis,
2: aren't No, you? I'm not. I'm having a crisis where I don't see y'all as people who are contributing as much as I'm contributing. That's the truth of it. Okay? What do you contribute? I'm playing truth. You're forcing the darkness. You're manipulating the pain. You're trying to make people feel bad, and you're trying to make yourself feel bad about things that ain't so bad. Okay, Cody, y'all you're don't ignoring wanna...
3: the darkness. You're ignoring the darkness. I ain't ignoring I know Cody the darkness. Be. I'm Cody. I'm the happy, floppy-haired boy in the baseball movie. Anyone I ain't,
2: do that. No, that ain't me at all. I chipped my tooth on a crawdad last week. I and I went to the dentist and I took care of it. I didn't turn it into some fucking character where I was fucking. You know, I'm 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 upset. My tooth is chipped by a crawdad. That ain't me. Okay. Yeah.
1: No. Maybe you're right. Well, maybe I thought right. what you maybe just did. Maybe I am did, turning right? my pain into. Well, something you're fake. a little different. You know, I, and I, I apologize for lumping me in with my family dying it. is basically like chipping my tooth. No, I get it. No, I finally I'm get it saying,
2: now. I'm just no, saying, no, y'all, we're again. making movies. We're making art. Okay? We're, we're escaping. And I think sometimes y'all are trying to feel the pain in order to justify this cushy job we got. Because we live a good life. Y'all know that. All three of y'all have seven assistants next to you right now. None of them said a single word. Y'all got huge teams. Okay? And I just I... got me.
3: Well, I think we could all agree we pay our assistants not to talk. Why would they be?
1: We why pay would them they be talking? just enough not to talk, okay?
3: Just okay. enough not to talk. They get wonderful benefits. Wonderful what? benefits. By the way, Jebediah, I'm so sorry to hear that your assistant exploded the other day. That must have been hard to watch. Oh, God,
1: It was it was really tough to watch, actually. she, We were trying to build a train track right near my house, and we we're clearing out this old cave, and you know, one wrong stick of dynamite can send somebody all over the place. And that's exactly what happened. So I just want to give a big shout out to uh Jenna Francis's uh family. Um we mourn with you. Why you got your assistance building the train, man? What do you have your assistance doing? What do you have your assistance doing?
2: I ain't got no assistance. I got really good friends who help me out for free. Okay.
1: That sounds illegal. That sounds very illegal. <laughs>
2: no, I got friends who do me favors. Okay,
4: Cody, you get you sleep with people in trucks. I just am. I'm sick of this high horse talking down to faux pas, mopa. We oh, all have wow, our yes. own processes, and we're all different, and it's all thick, and it's all different.
2: Mm. All right, if I, I'll respect y'all's thick processes, if you respect mine, okay.
3: Cody, I think it's time you start paying your assistants. Once you start paying your assistants, they can actually do things for you. Like, you know, oh, I don't know, taking a bunch of raw chicken. <laughs> sharpieing things that are fucked up on it. sharpieing words like piss and shit. Just writing it on the chicken. Slimy uncooked
4: chicken, right?
3: Slimy uncooked chicken. Sometimes in the packaging, sometimes without.
1: So you eat you eat the chicken that you write on? it's not i thought maybe you were taking out other people's chicken and doing it to scare them but it's more just to scare yourself
3: it's to scare myself and when you write swear words on chicken and you eat them you absorb all the pestilence and the slime and the and the dark corners of humanity you absorb the piss and shit that you <laughs> that you write on the chicken
2: i got a question for y'all do y'all like rehearsing
1: no hate it Absolutely hate it. We're all in it. Yes, I would now, right? say
3: no. The answer is I,
4: no. I haven't done it in so many years.
1: Why would of the we rehearse where was the
3: last time somebody showed up to a rehearsal that they were scheduled for?
1: Oh, never.
2: I ain't never. I do it I'm, on purpose.
4: I'm too busy fucking Scar Joe ro <laughs>
3: God, Joe Rowe, the baseball player, that must right. be very, he's on the Houston Astros, on the road all the time. He bad, yep, must and be he's hard in prison right
2: now, too, which is difficult. So, you know, what do you do?
3: How does he balance his time between fucking you, being on the Houston Astros, and serving 15 years to life?
4: And that's why we pay our my assistants, because of that.
3: Oh, your assistants break him out of jail.
4: Yes. It's a wow. Put him in his
3: baseball suit. Ship yes. him off. To Texas, it's better than
4: chopping raw chicken.
3: You don't know what that does to my character anyway. I haven't been to rehearsal, and everybody knows that they show up, they spend the money thousands and thousands of dollars on crew and actors and people to be there and I am not there because it would better serve the movie if I am at home eating my fucked up chicken Well maybe we should we should wrap this up with one final question um. W- What's next?
2: Uh, I am shooting something next week. I don't know what it is. I won't know until I show up. But my my manager said it's really great.
1: Do you have any name or anything like that?
2: I think I'm playing someone who is in history. But I don't know who it is yet. Do you know the
3: movie? Do you know if
2: it's a president? The movie is called called, uh, The Mark Twain Story. But I don't know who I'm playing yet.
3: So you are the lead in the Mark Twain Story.
2: Yeah, but I don't know what it's about. I ain't looked it up or anything.
3: It sounds like you're playing Mark Twain. I guess. Well, uh, it sounds very exciting. We'll
2: see. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Maybe, you know, it's, uh, maybe it's the person who's writing the story. Maybe it's somebody else. I don't uh, know. I I'm excited. It's going to be fun. Gorgeous.
1: So Mark Twain is an author. So if anybody was writing the story, it would probably be Mark Twain.
2: Well, who's to say? We don't know.
1: And we don't know who wrote it. So
2: I'm excited, though. They're paying me $25 million. So I'm looking forward to it. What about you? Uh, Jared, what are you up to?
3: Well, uh, funny you should ask. Um, I mean, honestly, uh, obviously, I should say, the Mixer has been signed on for about 17 more movies. So uh, you will be getting a new Mixer every three years uh, until my body gives out, which I don't think it will. (laughs) And then in the middle of that, uh somewhere around 2025, I will be voicing the animated character in a Disney film called Little Rabbit Gets a Carrot. And I'm very excited to play The Little Rabbit. It's going to be a deep departure for me to uh to add some dimension to the Little Rabbit.
2: Have you thought about going Method for that yet? What are you gonna do?
3: Oh, I'm going method. I'm going, Method, I'm going to be the Easter Bunny at my at my niece's Easter Christmas. I mean... Uh,
1: That's fun, you guys combine them. That's really fun.
3: I'm from a different region of Christianity.
1: Mm. Region.
4: <laughs> Understandable.
1: Is that the Southwest region or the... <laughs> Which yes, region
4: of a, Christianity? It's, a, it's the New
3: Mexico sect of Christianity where we celebrate... <laughs> Easter and Christmas on the same day, and then we celebrate Christmas a second time, but that's with Halloween. We call it Spooky mm. Christmas, and it's where Jesus Christ came back to eat some pumpkins.
2: <laughs> I've heard about New Mexico Christianity.
1: It's wild. Lalin, what are you up to?
4: Well, I... um don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but i'll I'll go forward and take the risk. Um, we're doing hit and run boat series. We're doing a boat,
1: so it's just called hit and Run boat.
4: Um, I think it's untitled Hit and Run boat project um, to be honest. I think it's awesome. we're just we're just doing the series and we're doing it all in a
1: boat. yeah, quick question is it a is it a boat hitting a boat or a car hitting a boat or a boat hitting a car?
4: Oh, I should have been clear. It's a car hitting a boat. So it goes in the water like a duck tour. Yes. And the car scurries, scurries away. They can't find it.
1: So it and hits the boat and then drives away in the water. <laughs> or it
4: sinks or the boat. The boat can't find the car is what's happening. And
3: so the boat is trying to get the car. The car follows the boat into the water, but the boat doesn't see it. And then the car hits the boat and doesn't sink.
2: Sounds like a real cat and mouse story to me. I like it. Yes, it's it's very, it's
4: the car, hits boat.
3: <laughs> and do you feel remorse in this one as the as the driver of the boat or no?
4: Well, an actor can tell. Also, Lolan doesn't know. I'll have to get into uh, Hitter, the character, Hitter. <laughs> hitter. Um,
2: Let's meet hitter. Let's fucking meet Let's Hitter. Let's
3: meet Hitter. Get into Hitter. I want <sighs> to hear Hitter's response. Give me some space. Oh, Give me.
2: Your assistant's putting a wig on you right now. Oh. oh, I'm so
3: excited to hear her do the voice. The voice is what makes it. Hello? Fuck, we hit him. Let's get out of here.
4: He's doing the car, too.
2: Fuck, we hit that pole. Let's get out of here. Fuck, we hit that boat.
4: Let's get out of this water.
1: I remember that in the movies, that most of the car sound effects was made by you, were made by you.
4: What happened? I blacked out.
1: You
3: did not! <laughs> you fucking yes. did not! Yes, I, I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> no, y'all did not do that. Who's next? <sighs> Who's, next? Who's next?
1: Jeb, well, what's up for you, Jeb? Well, you know, I've just got a couple um, uh funerals, memorial services to hit up in the next couple weeks and months. Uh, they're kind of backlogged right now. All right, hey,
3: Jebediah, give us a rapid fire list. Who's dead?
1: <sighs> okay, my uh grandmother just passed away. She was the one who raised me. After we got one. okay, that will go a little faster. My dog got hit by the train I just built. Two. Um, th- my favorite chef, his restaurant collapsed in an earthquake. Um,
3: and three probably many more if you count pocket pounds so let's just say ten <laughs> yeah, are you,
1: um, you going to their funeral? i own a thing? i own a hotel in uh in uh kenya and it also just collapsed same earthquake affected that um an okay airplane, 300 yeah an airplane of most of my distant relatives who were coming to see me and welcome me i was trying to do this whole big family get together it got hit by lightning and just went down um then uh, ironically i'm going to the funeral of somebody i actually hit and run away from in a twist of fate i was the one who killed a family um and haunts me wow. to this day um so i'm giving a little speech and an apology um because it's
3: crazy that they let you be at the funeral
1: yeah, and give a speech very, they're very upset but i've got <laughs> you want to hear the speech Yes. Said? Sure.
2: But please, you don't have to get in character for it, do you? Because I can't handle that right
1: now. I'm mostly playing myself in my movies. Okay. Um, hi. Um. I'm so sorry I'm here. I just wanted to say a few words. Life is perpetually in motion, and sometimes that motion stops, and sometimes other people cause that motion to stop like a car hitting a family the car comes to a stop and so do they um, cheers that's
2: beautiful and I don't know if you're great. looking for notes but cheers isn't usually <laughs> the way you end any sort of eulogy yeah and I wouldn't <laughs> my this. one note would be
3: you don't Most... really you, you, should, you should plug your movie at the end of it you, at, at every, every press appearance there is an objective and it is to mm-hmm. see uh, wait, you have to plug something at the end
1: yeah oh yeah that's very true maybe, I, maybe I'll do that and I like cheers honestly it's what I've used at most of my uh, memorial services that's kind of my signature move
2: okay. well you're right I shouldn't you know to each his own I guess
1: yeah to each his own sorry about that yeah but that's me um, should we end it uh, just kind of uh, saying acting things
2: sure do you
3: want to say some acting things let's all, all right. say some acting
1: things and 1st let's go um, uh, hit your mark Always situated. Blocking. Blocking. Connect.
4: Paper for the lines to be on.
3: Oh, yeah. Script.
2: Wearing a costume. Trailers.
3: Fake blood! That one was from the mixer!
0: This has been the Artists on Artists on Artists on Artists Dramatic Actors panel answering the age-old question, now that's why they call it show business. We'll see you next week. Hi, I'm
2: Angela Geritano. I'm Jeremy Colhane. I'm Patrick McDonald.
0: And I'm Kylie Brakeman. Artists on Artists on Artists on Artists is an improvised Hollywood Roundtable podcast available on iTunes and Spotify.
1: You can follow us at a o a o a o a pod on Twitter and Instagram.
2: That's right, four A's with three O's in between, then pod.
0: We'll see you
1: next time. Good night, Hollywood.